0: i don't want anyone to try to beat me up after this episode
1: i i I have nobody that 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 wants to beat you up in my life this podcast episode microphone check does my mic sound nice uh yes it does Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you Ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jerry Dam, back in the building once again, and I am here with Friend of the Show. Um, This is your third episode.
0: Is it my third? I felt like it was my second.
1: It's your third because the episode that you we recorded was so long, I broke it into two episodes. So technically, this is your third episode. Oh
0: my gosh. So like I'm a third yeah. timer.
1: You're a, you're a third timer. Do you
0: have a lot of third timers?
1: I only have three other third timers, so you'll be the fourth third timer. That means that means you just got to come back to, to to break the record. I like breaking records in your life. <laughs> Here we go. We started out with the shits already. See, this is what happened when we had we had both of us drinking round alcohol. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice that you are hearing. Is a friend of the show, uh, Kina Reed. Uh, Kina, uh, I probably should have been prepared with an intro, but it's it's you. So I mean,
0: wait a second, like you not yourself. bringing your A game? Like what the
1: hell? I'm I bring I'm bringing my A game, but like I'm saying, like you know, here's the thing: people who know me and Kina know me and Kina, so it's like it's oh, it's Jared and Keena. and then people who are listening for the first time or maybe have caught previous episodes they 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 heard the powerful episodes that we had and so they're <laughs> <laughs> so they're already they're already just jumping at the bit for additional information you know what i mean yes. so um Ke- keena reed is is no no I'm, I'm gonna do i'm gonna do you right hold on hold on i i, I got you pulled up right yes. here i'm gonna do do the right, do you right thing when it comes to me
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Kina Reed is an educator, a podcaster, and a digital content creator. She's been published in Forbes magazine. She has a few brands and a few things going on. (laughs) (laughs) The vesting from whiteness. Um, you can find her on on Instagram. Also, the anti-black Blackness Reader, also on Instagram. Kina has a has a consulting business. She has two podcasts.
0: I'm out here.
1: You out here. You in these streets, girl. I'm out in these streets, bro. (laughs) Really. I always love talking to Keno. We always have, we always end up having conversations where we never know where it goes. And This this one was no exception. We we you know because we had a plenty of things that we have talked about over the past month that we kept saying that you know once our schedules lined up we were going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We we got on on here, I turned the mic on. Keno was feeling some type of way. I was feeling some type mm-hmm. of way. We scrapped all that shit. <laughs> and We're gonna talk about how we feeling right now at the time and what we're what we're talking about. is about damn time we talked about being black and depressed. And I I stole this idea from Kina in her her Instagram page again, divesting from whiteness, the anti black blackness reader. You can follow on IG and you can you can see that this was a post that she posted uh, on January eighth, where you know she was reintroducing herself to you know some of her. Her new followers, because Kina, she like I said, she out here in these streets with twenty thousand oh, followers. No, really,
0: I mean? we doing numbers, yo. Yo, numbers. I'm
1: saying, yo, I'm saying, we you know, twenty thousand followers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's some light. You know what I mean? Oh it's some light. We, do, we but, don't but, do numbers, but, numbers out here. Okay, I'm just hell. Look, <laughs> look, I'm gonna sing your. I'm gonna sing your praise. You, 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 you can be mine if you want to, but. When it's about damn time, it's about damn time that you, you you talk your shit. But anyway, made this post introducing her herself to her to her her new followers, and 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 she was very transparent in this post where she spoke about being black and depressed. Um, uh, even talked about the symptoms of depression and how how black women who have have an increased risk for depression are rarely included in numbers. You know all you know, of course, probably. Going with the whole strong black woman thing and and you know, so that's usually nullified because y'all just y'all just push through so much. We
0: push through.
1: So, Keno, um it's one thing to be like black in the press and you know, you gotta push through on different things. But it's another thing when you're black in the press and you feel like um, as we talked about before the mics came on and started recording, the weight of the world being on your shoulders and you being a a a a full time entrepreneur, um, full time content creator, that you you like when I say you out here, you out here, you you making it do what it do to, to pay your bills, then you got then you got your own, your own personal life, that, you know that you're trying to you know get sorted out. You got family stuff. I I can relate to this clearly. I can't relate to the plights of a black woman. I don't I don't want to say that. You said that three more times for
0: the people in the back because
1: I cannot relate to the I cannot I cannot relate to the, the plight same. of a black woman. It, ain't
0: the same.
1: It, it, it is not the same. We all have our unique journey and our unique experience. So I'm not sitting there saying, ooh girl, we just alike." But I but I what I can say is I can relate content creation, the struggle, having having a weight on the world on your so- shoulders. Because quite frankly, at the time of this recording, it's less than less than a week uh, until my dad's birthday, so that's been looming. Uh, you know, my my family is still trying to recover. I'm still trying to catch everybody and be there for everybody. The the stress is real. I feel it all on my shoulders. I'm damn near crying in the gym. <laughs> so black and depressed. I I get it. How how are you coping? How are you surviving?
0: Hmm. I can't answer that. <laughs> um what I w- what I can say is like what have been some helpful strategies that I've like relied on. But even then that seems premature, right? Like I don't know. Like I don't know if I can answer that question cuz I'm like in it. You know what I'm saying?
1: You're in it. You're in it, but but you but you but you're surviving right now. Yes. So how so how are you surviving?
0: Well, I think part of what's allowed me to move through depression has been being able to, like, just say it, right? And that shouldn't seem extraordinary except for it is, right? Like, it's extraordinary to be like, hey, I'm a Black person who's experiencing depression right now. Uh, And, I mean, we can get into, like, why that's extraordinary later. But to answer your question, I just think right now, just being able to, like, name that, identify that, like, that's the experience that I'm having. And that's been super powerful because there's been a lot of shame and guilt attached to that. So I think right now how I'm getting through it is, like, being able to, like, name that as my experience, talk to people who I love, and say, hey, this is the shit that I'm going through. Those are the two things that have been really extraordinary. And I guess if I had to like succinctly kind of like wrap up this question, I would say giving myself a lot of compassion.
1: Do you feel like, you feel like and we can, we can jump into it right now. Do you feel like being black and depressed is a whole different feeling from um, any other nationality?
0: being Black in anything is different. Like, period. Being Black and going to a restaurant, being Black and being in the elevator, <laughs> being Black and having an orgasm, like, everything is different when you Black. I'm saying that with my whole chest. Being Black at the daycare, being Black at the playground, being Black in the club, being Black in the cutlass, like... Add being black to it and shit changes. Period. Full stop.
1: But how, Hina? How?
0: Oh, wow. Well, we can't tackle all the things.
1: We can't tackle all the things. We can't tackle all
0: the things. So, let's talk about being black and depressed. Okay. So, and I actually want to give some context, right? Because this is also, I feel like there's the being black depressed in a woman but also like being black and depressed in the south right like uh, Mm. that's like that's also like a thing so Mm. like contextually this region of the world that i'm in like the bible belt Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where even if you don't love jesus you're supposed to pretend you love jesus i love palestinian (laughs) jesus just for the record like jesus jesus is the homie not white Jesus. I don't fool around with white Jesus. I don't I don't get down. <laughs> but Palestinian Jesus. Okay. But when you grow up and I actually think that's important because lots of people grow up agnostic, atheist mm-hmm. in the South. And so the like the religious um context of our lives kind of demands us to have some like very what I call like bless your heart in It is an insistence on positivity. It's an insistence on being hopeful, having faith. And so growing up, like I have, with a certain amount of investment in what I would call Black church, I'm not going to define that shit for your listeners. They could Google it, look it up on Urban Dictionary. But all the things that are part of that, then, like, we don't have mental health challenges. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you aren't allowed to have feelings about mental health. You're not allowed to talk about it because the only avenue for dealing with negative experiences or emotions is to pray. Yeah. And, like, that's it. That's, like, the... That's the the crust of it. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Even the irony of... And I want to be careful how I talk about this, because as a person of faith, I actually do believe in prayer. I believe yeah. in all of those things. I also believe in therapy, right? I believe in, yeah. in your experience. But when you grow up to grow up in Black church and you're listening to songs like coming up the rough side of the mountain, the impact of that, which I don't think we've actually processed as the community, is you start to expect. Like, rough shit. Like, life is going to be rough. And you have to be super resilient, able to withstand all difficulties, even if that's the at the expense of your, your well-being. And so I think part of the challenge in naming depression is that you give yourself permission to have it. Because that's not historically what we've been able to do.
1: Hell yeah. I mean, that that's, that's, that's true. And um, I've said this many times and I've talked, I've had guests on, you know, especially, especially guests that will, you know, have non-traditional ways of looking at life that in the South, especially black and in the South, as as, as you put it, will get you shunned, get you looked at, will get you like, why are you doing this shit? When When you talk about, you know, therapy, when you talk about, you know, just alternative healing, you know, just looking at different things, and just very recently, I had I had an episode with a a Reiki um, practitioner, and you know she she, you know, shout out to Janae she she, she grew up in Saint Saint Pete, Florida. So being in that area, being in the South, I don't know if you really call Florida the South, but that's that's a whole it, different, that's it's a whole the different thing. The asshole
0: of the United States. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I can't really. Call, on, I call like.
1: I, I call Florida just Florida. It's like it's East Coast, it's South, and it's Florida. That, that's it's just me, but different that's a different.
0: Shit. But she, go a, ahead, same. Piece.
1: But but got but it. being in, being South adjacent, you know what I mean? Being that's in the South, so like weird. you know, in, you know what I'm saying? That's
0: like she she's had, that's so that's so she, clever. <laughs> thank you. You're clever.
1: Thank you, clever South you adjacent. But <laughs> but being be, being that, I mean, you know, she she had, she got to deal with that that same. Side eye and well she she said she was lucky enough that she didn't have to deal with it, but I know a lot of people that that's been in the, in Atlanta have been in the South and they had to kind of deal with that. And it's almost like if it ain't something in the church that that doesn't span at least this only three generations, because anything past that we don't remember because we didn't really have record of it anyway. Okay, we start on why we don't have records. <laughs> Basically, yeah, slavery. Um, but anything past three generations, it's just like, oh, well, we don't do it like this. You don't know that we don't do it like this. You just know that you, your mama and big mama didn't do it like this. We don't, you don't know past big mama. Was it done a different way? Now,
0: come on now. Big, big mama probably didn't
1: do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not big, big mama. <laughs> big mama probably ain't do it like that
0: either. First of all, big, big mama was like, this close, like right outside of slavery.
1: We don't know what we don't, we don't know what was happening.
0: Following. We don't know
1: what was happening. I'm
0: tracking. Because,
1: because because at, at that point you, you we doing what we gotta do to survive.
0: I think. Well, go ahead because I have thought. No, yeah, go ahead. I think what you're actually highlighting is a consistent thread of my work, which is that we are involved in an ongoing anti-blackness project. All right. Mm. And so the full scope of our imagination has not manifested. And I know that's hard because black people dope not up, right? Like the mm-hmm. shit that we accomplish, the shit that we right. create that other people co-op every day. And I'm saying this Everybody. as somebody who literally just watched SNL, Sam Smith's recent performance, mm-hmm. and I was like, they just cannot create it. <laughs> they, they truly can't. <laughs> They're just like, they're like, what are the black people doing? Shout out to drag culture because drag culture would not exist without black people. There's such a deep rooted black experience, a part of drag. So just want to name that. There is nothing that exists in the West. There is nothing that exists in the United States that black people haven't taken ownership of, but don't get paid for. I feel like I need to say that two more times. There is nothing (laughs) that doesn't exist in the United States, that Black people don't have ownership of, but have not getting paid for. Like, there's nothing cultural in the United States that does not have a handprint on it. Full stop. But the difference is, we don't get paid for this shit. So everything we do seems like a donation. What the hell? (laughs) 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 Like, we forever donating. Like, Black people the most charitable group of people, which, by the way, side note, we for real legit are. Like, they've done data on who gives the most to charitable organizations, it's us. But that's neither here there. I think the point I was making, to circle back to you, is that because of the ongoing anti-Blackness project that threatens our humanity, our human dignity, our safety and well-being, then what we fully imagine is really limited in some ways, right? So when I say, like, we don't know what Big Big Mama was doing. Part of the struggle here is, is that because we're always fighting for our literal lives, Mm -hmm. then we're not always able to be expansive, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes I joke, Jared, like, I would hate us too. Because if you think of the things that Black people have created while simultaneously trying to manage being threatened Mm -hmm. by racism and xenophobia and and anti-Blackness, we still create dope shit in the midst of all of that, you know? Right. And so it is entirely possible that Big Mama and them could have had more imagination around spiritual practice and embodiment and those things. But A, there's the like resources made available. And B, having the time, which, and time is really a luxury if you think about it. Like undisturbed time to think through and reflect on that shit, which is not mm-hmm. something we readily get to do as black.
1: No, yeah. do, do you think being part of, of that uh uh you know how you put it the the anti black blackness project is that how is that what you said? The I anti-blackness said an project.
0: ongoing anti blackness an, project. So
1: a an ongoing. An, yeah. So do you think us being a part of that? It's it's, that's the the DNA for being black and depressed like that. That's what separates us from from everybody else who who may be going through through...
0: because I don't know all of the things that create depression. I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Right. right? But what I will say is that. Kind of relating to a conversation, a private conversation when I have, what is the environment conducive to? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think rather, you know, just being in a situation where you're constantly made aware of your futility, you're constantly made aware of the lack of dignity, you're constantly made aware of the lack of resources and protection for you, those things can't help you avoid depression. That's what I will say. I won't necessarily say those are the things that cause it, but I'm sure that those things color the experience of all of our mental health concerns. right? Right. And for me, I think maybe a significant question is how does the landscape of our lives, how does that ongoing genocidal project impact us when we do experience things like depression, anxiety, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And to right. be fair, because I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, oh, only black people are depressed. All types of people can be depressed. And in this Absolutely. current one hundred and eighteenth Congress economic <laughs> environment, all types of people can have anxiety. Right.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It's one hundred
0: and eighteenth Congress. y'all. They 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 don't give a damn. But
1: lower eggs, lower egg prices. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Like they, they for real out here for your life. They don't even care about the white people, and that, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Like your ass, listen, if you black and listening to this, you best be careful because if the, if your legislators don't care about the white people, you ass in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but real talk. Uh, <laughs> All of those things would make a a human being, no matter what your racial or ethnic identity, it would compound, um, compound the stress and the trauma that we experience. But when you are Black with lack of resources, lack of support, and an ongoing genocidal project, it just makes those things that much more intense. So the running cliche is if America gets a cold, Black people get the flu. The idea is that whatever is happening in the the larger general population, when we, by the time it gets to us, we're going to feel the burden of that thing, whatever that thing is. We've seen it with COVID. We've seen it with, like, all these, you know, the, like, economic downturns. Black people are going to feel the realness of those things simply because we usually have less resources, less support. Um, on our side to navigate. Yeah. And that's the same thing with depression and mental health.
1: Yeah. Does it, we we, we kind of define, you know, being black and depressed and how it's different. Does it, it's easy to, it's, it's, it's a little easier to explain it when we explain it and we're, and we're talking from our black perspective and we're talking, let's say other black people are listening. They'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I get it. But like for like, somebody outside of of, of, of being black, uh, do do the the symptoms of being black and oppressed look differently? Can they see it? Like, is, is there something that they can see where it's like, oh, I see the difference, or is it, is it just something that you just more of total well, experience so type of thing? Here's
0: the thing, and you know, I'm a fan of that. Like, I love. Listen, you want to turn me on? <laughs> I did not believe you do that. I promise you, I am trying to <laughs>
1: be my best. I'm behavior. good. I'll, I'm good. Look, you're fine. you fine. No, nobody, nobody coming for you. I promise you. Uh. Nobody coming. For you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were under my protection. You know what I mean. You're under my protection. You said that to me before. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. that, that that the type of protection you needed at that point in time. But I, I now you know, what, know... For 20-something
0: years, you were putting my life at risk.
1: <laughs> I have done no British such British thing. I have, I, have, I have done nothing but improve your life.
0: We're going to just take a moment of silence there. Okay, so back to the conversation at hand. Yeah. Uh, no! I mean, so... Literally, I had a friend send me an article this week that talks about how depression, how it presents, the symptoms present differently for Black women. So, typically, um, okay, before I get into that, I want to, like, kind of name something. So, okay. the modern understanding of medicine is dictated upon a lot of things. But how people who do medical research and physician and all those smart people understand modern psychoses and diagnosis and all that shit is predicated in some part based off of case studies. So, like, when they study 100 people who have the same kind of physical ailment, right? We see this in things like heart disease diagnosis, right? right? A lot of people... Why do I feel like this? is maybe this? I'm like, did we talk about this already? But then it could be something that you and I have talked about privately. And I'm just like, maybe it got recorded. I'm like.
1: You never know what you else. You
0: never know, right? So <laughs> if you ask the average American, and by American, I mean person who lives in the United States, because there's multiple Americas. I want to be careful about right. that. So yeah. you ask the, the average person who lives in the US, what's the number one killer of women? And they're probably going to say breast cancer because people are obsessed with this. I would be too. Like I have a pair. It's amazing. Okay? I, I, yeah, but yeah, yeah.
1: it's heart Real disease.
0: Talk. And that's because every day women are experiencing a heart incident um, and they get turned away from hospitals and doctor's offices. and sent home because how heart disease presents itself in a woman is different than in a man. But because men, right, are often the ones who are included in case studies and research projects then people are like, oh, if this is how heart disease presents itself in men, then this is how it presents itself in all people, right? So it's that generic key, right? Mm. If it's like all men experience heart disease symptoms with like achy back, uh, acute chest pain, then that's how everyone gets it. But when a 40-something-year-old woman comes into the hospital saying, hey, I have lower back pain, nausea, some aches and pains in my you know, growing area, they're like, oh, you might be premenopausal, and they send her ass back home. And what research has found out is actually like heart disease presents itself in women differently than men. But because, again, women are not majorly included in those research efforts, then people are assuming, oh, they all do it the same. And so it's similar to mental health and depression. People are like, this is how, you know, people experience depression. This is how women experience depression. It's a, a feeling of hopelessness. That's the major symptoms. Turns out Black women are different, right? And so our symptoms read a little different. We're a little bit more self-critical. We're a little bit more irritable. Like in the case of me, it took a second for me to recognize my depression because it presented itself as a lot of self-loathing, insomnia which I've always tied my insomnia to anxiety but here it goes it can actually show up in depression as well and so because we have very different lived experience and all right I want to really over index the and the physical experience of blackness is different it is yeah. like the like the amount of stress hormones that rage through our bodies right like, It literally, racism and anti-Blackness has physically taken a toll on our bodies. Physically, right? Yeah. So we shouldn't be surprised at how depression is going to show up in my body would be different than it shows up in Becky or or Todd. And we live in a medical apparatus that suggests that all people are the same. And genetically, 99.98%, we are the same, right? But we ain't treated the same, so the shit is different. And then I just have to say this because now I'm on a like on a like a like on my little TED talking. The irony though, right? Because you wouldn't have certain fields of medical study without us. For example, the modern day understanding of the field of gynecology is based off of the crooked and violent work of medical doctors who studied yeah. enslaved women who yeah. experimented. On our ancestors' bodies, there wouldn't whatever that thing is—I always forget the name of it—but it's the thing that looks like the scissor. You stick it in the woman, you open it up, sternum, whatever, mm-hmm. would not exist if it had not been for Black women. So you can't even make this shit up. That like certain medical apparatuses, instruments, strap te- like surgical techniques. Need I say more? Henrietta Lacks wouldn't even exist had it not been right. for Black women. But meanwhile, people aren't checking for us when it comes to studies relating to mental health. But when it comes to understanding things like depression, so I think because we don't fit the mode, the, you know, the status quo, people are like, oh, we're underdiagnosed.
1: Yeah, I mean, excellent points. Yeah, very, very excellent points. And and you say experiment and you can basically just like flat out torture, you mm-hmm. know, tortured for science. Yeah. That's just exactly what, what, that, what that was.
0: So the next time um, you go to an OBGYN and they pass you a bill, say no thank you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you this shit in well, well, I mean,
1: Okay, good, good Can look, we just good look, that, that, that for out. a
0: second, right? Like, can you just, can you play with me for a second in that, right? Like, what if black people literally stop paying for shit and we were just like, oh, Oh, thanks. My ancestors did it. What if that was a collective movement?
1: I'm just saying I don't think that would work. Okay. I don't think that would work. Because especially when there is there there are a group of non-black people that, that already associate us with not wanting to pay for stuff, <laughs> to being lazy, <laughs> we're trying to get out of stuff. So if all of us collectively did that, be like, aha! I told you, these niggas don't want to pay for shit. I don't. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't. Uh, I
0: I'm too depressed to push back <laughs> on you out right now. I just I can't do it. I can't do
1: it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying There's, powers okay, so There's powers and
0: numbers. There's powers and numbers.
1: There there is powers and numbers. There is powers and numbers. So maybe maybe one day, um, maybe since since um you are leading the charge to the um uh, divest from whiteness, maybe that might be something a, a program for your particular gotcha. brand. Uh, yeah, uh, I
0: wanted to read uh, you something. Okay. Um, it's from a recent study in nursing research. Because in the event that someone does read this, I do want to give them the language and the tags to help them sort out their experience. So there was a recent study published in nursing research. It's a peer-reviewed journal. And it said Researchers found that depression may look different in Black women, citing more reported incident instances of sleep disturbance, self-criticism, and irritability, which often re- result in an underdiagnosis and undertreatment. Right? Mm-hmm. And so what this does is if you have conversations with your primary care, your PM, if you have conversations with Maybe your therapist that's not versed in the discrepancy, right? They might not read that as depression. They might read that as, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. then you walk away from what could have been an opportunity for intervention and treatment, even more confused and feeling more guilty and like upset about why can't you get it together? And I spent most of December feeling that way, right? Just being like, I should be able to like get on top of this. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I think I felt that way. Uh, you know this this January, like I was already behind the eight ball. Um, you know, considering all the, all the traveling and everything I was doing, and the
0: grief that you are moving through
1: that I'm attempting to move through. <laughs> yeah, just wanting to move
0: give you permission well, yeah. give you permission structure
1: thank you thank you even though I, I I rarely accept it but thank you um so while I'm while I'm doing all that I, I just I just felt tired and and that's what it presented to me is and, and granted I've 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 literally dealt and fought my depression for my entire adult life probably before then but it's just it's still presented to me as just being tired. I just I've been running around, so I'm tired. And then and then I had I had the damn awards, so I had I had to sit, sit there and do that. And then, uh. We we are we are not trying to hate on the damn award. Let me, let me tell you something. As a side note. I didn't before, have to I, voice I
0: my displeasure. Like
1: as, as a side note, like <laughs> before I sit there and go 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 back into what I'm saying. I'm, as a side note, y'all, Keena. Is a hater. Okay, Kina Keena has hated on everything that I have done creatively since she was 18 years old. Everything, everything. When I when I decided I want to want to be a blogger, she was like, "No one's gonna read your shit." When I when I okay, sit there and I'm said... "I'm sure that that is not the direct quote that I use." It, it it's damn near close though. <laughs> when I said. When I said that I was when I said that I'm gonna sit there and, and create an awards and everything, you were like, Why are you embarrassing yourself in front of everybody? When I when I sit there and say that, like that you're I'm gonna-
0: to... misaligning me,
1: this was like <laughs> <laughs> When I said when I said I'm gonna start a podcast, <laughs> Keena was like, Oh my god, now now you're one of those people too. <laughs> like Keena like, has something to say for fair. everything.
0: I don't I don't think this is fair. <laughs> I it just, is completely okay, fair. I us just go no, record. record that I also at one point in my life I did believe in reparations. I I encouraged black people to code switch. So really I I've evolved.
1: You you have you have evolved, but I'm just telling you, let the record show that you said all these things. And then including this this woman, this woman right here who has who has multiple brands. And two podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. Two podcasts. I remember in 2020 telling her, Kina, you need to have a podcast. You need to have a voice. What you're doing right here is, too, is, is very exciting. You should really work on this. And she told me, Hell no! I am never doing a podcast. That's what she said. And then when somebody else, you're
0: telling too much. about this. you're telling too much. About business, <laughs> and I just want to say that in any context, when in which I told you you should not do a thing, I'm pretty sure that I blinked in that in, in in love and care and deepest affection.
1: But fuck you did. But the thing about it is, what, what I did. What I what I did understand is this, and this, and this is why I love you. What I did understand is this: If somebody who you care about, if you tell them an idea, and they shit on it immediately, right? They <laughs> like, like they just they just they just cock over and shit just on it immediately. Accurate. <laughs> when, they, when they when they do that, when they do that, you know what you you. You know, I don't want I don't want yes people in my life. I want people to sit there and give me and give me every every perspective. And you gave me that perspective and I and I took it under consideration. I decided against it because at that point in time, most times you when you when you said you was hating on something, you were like this it's stupid. I'm like, Oh, this is gonna make me a lot of money. I'm gonna be real famous. I'm You're like see this green, shit. like Tina hates. <laughs> Great. Green like Kina hates it, so it's gotta be good. <laughs> but no, it but it's 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 great and I and I still to this day will tell you and pitch different things to you from damn university, which you'd be like, Why are you making t shirts? Like every, every okay. I, I promise you, y'all. See, now everything I feel like me.
0: see now I feel like I gotta defend myself. No, but but I'm, but like I'm giving you your say, props. Can you please let the people know at home that in the last two years I have become much more thoughtful and much more supportive?
1: Kina is completely supportive. Thank you. So he's completely once he sees the, the idea realized and actually fruitful and actually and yeah actually because in your
0: youth with a th because <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta feel I feel like defensive you were uncocked in a lot of damn ways shit
1: look, I, look okay creativity you cre- creativity is like ten
0: if, if... boats ahead and it's like dude you can't even swim.
1: So some sometimes, Keena, okay. When, sometimes when you're an, when you're a visionary, <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, okay,
1: sometimes when you're a visionary, you just, people, people it, it takes some time for people to catch up. I, to I'm, your I,
0: I'm tracking. I'm tracking. All
1: right. Which, which, by the way, I, I got, I got a proposal to talk to you about after, after we talk about this as we wrap this episode. because I about be anyway. super
0: supportive.
1: We'll see, but anyway. So <laughs> finishing the damn awards and everything, right? I'm just sitting there thinking that that I'm just tired. I knew I had to sit there and do my goals. I knew I had to. I had to, you know, figure out how I'm going to hit the ground running in 2023. The month of January, fuck that! I I got my goals in, and I'm working on them. I don't. I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm on all cylinders because I'm. I feel. I'm feeling. Like I'm dragging. I feel like I'm tired. I feel like I'm limping into 2023. Which almost puts me making me feel like'm I'm, I'm behind the eight ball like I'm feeling like somewhat of a failure anyway, which it's only been a fucking at the time it's recording it's only been a few weeks, you know what I mean so it's', it's, it's that's what that depression hit me with along with everything else that's what it looked like for me and I couldn't I couldn't realize it and I have been looking at depression since I was eighteen. Like I have been cognizant of my depression since I was 18 And this, in this particular episode snuck up on me because of everything else that I was doing. And it, it ties back into what you were saying. I, I, you were saying in regards to black women, but it ties, it ties into that when you have so much on your shoulders, when you're doing so much, when you have so much that you're responsible for, when you have so many people that are leaning on you, they expect things from you that expect you you to be the funny one. You to be the smart one. You to help them out in everything in fucking life. For, for you to sit there and, and be the best worker at work. To be, oh, you, you got to create this content. Oh, new episodes got to come out because you you did two reruns last month and you can't keep doing reruns. Oh, you, when's the last time you did a reel? Oh, your numbers in, in, in IG are falling a little bit. Oh, these downloads ain't downloading like they was with, when Lizzo's is about them time song was hot. And we have that fucking pressure on you.
0: Can I speak to that pressure though for a second? Yeah. So this is something that I don't know it's true. Let me say this again. There is a a notion, a feeling, a belief that exists early in life, which is your community is on your back. Right? Yeah. This is why when some when junior manages to finish college with a like football contract. This nigga, can I say nigga on your? Part? You, you
1: you you can you can say nigga. Right. I say I just said right, nigga. You so can say nigga. This nigga already
0: knows. <laughs> Keisha knew. Gonna come out the whip works. Like, <laughs> he already knows. Tyrone's eighth grade teacher. is gonna send an email. And It's gonna say Tyrone. <laughs> No.
1: Tyrone, what are you going to give to the local boys and girls club? <laughs> <laughs> every every person that you have interacted with in your life. life
0: the mailman. Is, coming out the,
1: <laughs> is coming out the woodwork. I I used to deliver his mail. He he can't he can't get no money to his, to his mailman. I watched I watched his car. At the car wash three times. He can't, he can't, cut. I did a good job on that car too. <laughs> look, look, but you know what? It ain't, it ain't limited. It ain't limited to like these the football contracts. I, I have said so many times because you know me, I have a big heart and I feel like I would be like him. I feel like I would end up being broke if I, if I hit the lottery, right? <laughs> I have said so many times, if I hit the lottery, the first thing I'm doing, I ain't saying nothing to nobody. I ain't spending nothing. I ain't ain't telling nobody. I'm going right to the accountant to lock up my money so you can give me my money. And when people come to me, I ain't got it.
0: I ain't got it. it. For all the people who like to flex on the gram, just take that in consideration. Mm. Your flexing comes with a cause, right?
1: I got relatives right now that be flexing, that be flexing on Facebook, and it it has cost them significantly. You flexed too
0: much. You flexed too much, right? People don't know how I move it. I move it. Listen, Lil Wayne, the great philosopher. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Like lasagna. So here is the thing: there is a community affect that is like built into being black. All right, it just is, like. We're born, you know, whether you grow up in like a secure attachment family or not, really feeling a part of something bigger. And that's actually a deal. And as someone who does a lot of work with people who are racialized as white, as white, I'm sorry, correct me, their struggles through individualism is a little different than ours. So mm-hmm. it's a gift to like be born in a situation where you immediately feel plugged into community. You immediately have this sense of like communal well-being. Like my decisions impact other people, whether those are positive or negative. So that's truly a gift. But simultaneously, what that does is it does create that pressure. You start to feel responsible for like Big Mama and them. The block?
1: Big, big mama? You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> big, big mama? Yeah. Like the high school? You girl what i saying? <laughs> white people make millions of dollars and be like, I ain't never met you. I don't know you. Right. Do I have your business card? We, right? says
1: like, <laughs> something up with my assistant. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have my people call your people.
1: Black <laughs> people don't
0: do shit like that. Literally, let me tell y'all something. Alright? Then, I think his name is Kavante. I'm not really sure. But the new public service commissioner of Louisiana is a young black man. I voted for him. And let me tell you, I didn't read his resume. I was like, I voted for him because Big Mama and him going to be like, look at my light bill, son. And that was enough because I knew he had a Big Mama in him. I was like, this man got a Big Mama in him. His 18's gonna call him about these light bills. I vote for his ad. You know, like that's it. That was it. I didn't look at his resume, his credentials. I don't know if he's a Republican or not. I was like, this man got an 18 who is going to call him about the light bill. And that's enough for me. <laughs> Period. Whatever. That was it.
1: I came with you. I came with you. Well, before I move on to the the last part of this, I just I, I just want to say this. You see how we different, man. So we sitting there talking about people flexing, right? And the and the first thing you do is you quote Little Wayne. And in my mind, I I didn't, I didn't have Little Wayne's verse on my, on my on my mind with that. When, what was on my mind was the Ten Crack Commandments by Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> number two: Never let them know your next move. Don't you know, bad boys move in silence and violence and take it from your highness. Uh huh. And see, that's what popped in my head. See, that's how we are fundamentally different. I just wanted to point that out for for the record. But still, still two great artists. I just prefer Oh, okay, okay. Well, finally, I'm not argue. finally, we we we're, we're no because it's it's a, it's a matter of preference. It's not a, yeah. it's not a matter of, of skill. It's citation. Yeah, yeah. Both 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 of them top teams. You
0: know, I. One biggie song in my whole life.
1: (laughs) You wanna tell that story?
0: I'm not gonna tell it. Okay. I've been drinking
1: and so. Okay, okay, because it's a good story. If you wanna tell it. We're not gonna tell the story,
0: but I was motivated by a higher
1: power. All right, you know all right. I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna move on for your safety. I'm gonna move on. You. Um, I got good. you. I got you. I'm, you're in my but protection. But I was so.
0: super motivated to learn that stuff.
1: You did a great job. You. you did a great job. Yeah. So, all right. So we have talked about what it looks like. We have talked about the symptoms of it. How how are we how are we getting through this? How are we getting through being black and depressed? I don't. I don't. I think. I think the way when we talk about what it looks like and how it's different from other depressions, you know, because of, of what the weight that is carried upon us, it's it's not like it's a remedy. That, oh, first of all, you, let's be clear. There's no cure for depression. You don't take a couple of, a couple, couple of pills and all of a sudden like, whoo, I'm cured. I have been dealing with depression since I was 18 years old. It don't go away. You just deal with it. It's like diabetes, which I also have. You don't. Wait, you don't
0: why did you think such a dark turn?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just no, want to put that out there. Because wow. most, most people just feel like, oh, I'm depressed. So it's, it's done. Like, no, it's, you're not, it's not done. But how do we manage being Black and depressed? So the
0: likelihood that my mom will listen to this is my new.
1: She don't even listen to my own podcast, and, and and she don't like me, so she would not listen to it. <laughs> shout out to your mom. I love that's
0: her. True to hell. <laughs> don't you shout out my mom?
1: I do love your mom. Your mom, your, you you know you, you know why I love your mom. Cause even though she hates me, she keeps it. She keeps it real, and she has your back no matter fucking. She,
0: she, that is true. All of those things. Are true. Yeah. Unfortunate that yeah. yeah, those things are true. So, <laughs> I want to be able to tell you that she has a more positive understanding of who you are. That that's not accurate at all.
1: See, <laughs> <She> that's <does> not, <laughs> not, not at all. all. Uh,
0: okay. But who's fault of that? Your, that's your, your fault. Your does not bring up any positive feelings. <laughs> <gasps> Woo! Okay. Um, not too long ago, like last week, and my mom had asked me about my day or something like that. I feel like she was asking, like, like why I didn't do something or something like that. It wasn't a, it wasn't a heated conversation, but my first instinct was to kind of protect her in that conversation by like sugar and then I was like ain't nobody got time for that I don't got the energy so I was like well mom that's cause I'm depressed I can't do it right like I just, like, I, just was like, I ain't got it I ain't got it like I just oh <laughs> it's just like And then her and my mom. I love my mom. She's one of my favorite people. And Jared's right. Like she's for real. Like all the things. So her immediate reaction is like, "Well, are you speaking the word of the Lord?" I was like, "I spoke God's truth, and I'm also depressed." Like (laughs) 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 both of these things can't be true. And and that's what I told my mom. I said, "Mom." I have prayed, I said those scriptures, and I'm depressed. So I think the first thing is to have a both end approach, right? Mm-hmm. I can be someone who can show up to work this week. You can show up in your parenting, in your partnership. You can even be functional, right? And also depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so again, kind of giving yourself that permission structure to say, like, I can be doing life, managing life, and also experiencing this thing. Um, and I and I feel like I hope this is gonna have some value. I hope this whole episode will have value to your listeners. But if if nothing else, here's here's the crux,
1: crux, crux. Here's the thing. Crux. Yeah, that works. Okay. Okay, I got, I got you.
0: If you are a descendant of enslaved, then that means that your ancestors came to this country and over time learned how to utilize labor, over time became an artifact for white comfort. Over time learned how to deny their humanity for the sake of staying alive. And that will take generations to heal. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we, almost have like this preset this default setting where we will get shit done in spite of Mm -hmm. being depressed in spite of being anxious in spite of being bipolar right so i want to create that nuanced understanding that you might be depressed even if you are able to be functional you might have anxiety even if you are able to be functional Because that shit is downloaded in us to get things done, even when we're not in the best condition. And that shit was literally, I mean, if you, you know, a lot of Black people, Jared, in my experience, don't want to think about enslavement, don't want to process it. And I I make healthy respect for that. But for me, everything I've learned about chattel enslavement has made me feel empowered as a Black. Mm-hmm. There were no days off on the plantation. You ain't get nice. to have bad days. You had to deliver. You had to perform. You get what I'm saying? Like if cotton needed to be shut, you know that's 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 what it was. And that mm-hmm. shit is still in our body, right? Mm-hmm. So really take the time to sit with that tension that we are able to perform and in some ways outperform even when we're at our worst, right? So I think that that's important to like lay for people the possibility of like having that really strong connection with your body. And I think like that's what probably helped me understand that I was experiencing depression is because through decolonizing my life, divesting from whiteness, all of the ongoing work I'm doing for myself to heal. I am more in my body than I've ever been in my life, and I was able to understand like I don't have the typical energy or joy or excitement, and that's when I was like able to track like oh shit something else is going on. So, you can be functional and still in the in, be in the midst of this kind of shit.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I, I I've had I had so much experience at work where I was I was literally at work working. Out be one of the top performers there. Uh, get up, take a break, go to the bathroom, cry silently, like just try to hold in the, the the sobs. So in case somebody came from the bathroom to see see what was happening, dry my eyes, came back out, put, kept my head down low, and finished working. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just fucking real. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Kena, um this has been a fucking fantastic conversation. We are towards my favorite part of the podcast episode—the it's about it's about damn time segment. So, you when, when we're talking about being black and the press and people who are in America, in the United States, United. who are black,
0: look at me teaching who, you things, even in your old age.
1: <laughs> we, just, we just say age, nigga. okay, cool. Oh, um, <laughs> but <laughs> you're older than I am. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, fair <laughs> Few. Few months, but okay. Anyway, um, about damn time for when people who are black and oppressed in the United States, what's about damn time for them to start doing in order to deal with it, to 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 fight, to to progress? What is this about damn time for?
0: It's about damn time for people to get yourself a therapist. <laughs> That's where I was going. That was cute, right? You just get yourself. Get yourself <laughs> Therapist, it, it
1: was thing. it it was, it was something. It was something, but no, you you are you are absolutely correct. A lot of us, I don't know why we fight, and, and hell, I can't really talk. I need to go find me a new one. Uh,
0: I do too. You know. I have tried, yeah. but you know what? Let me also say this. I'm telling people get yourself a therapist. Getting a new therapist is like date and if you' yeah. out here trying to date, you already know.
1: That shit you is. already know the vibes. Woo! It's a it's a navigation.
0: Process. It is. You gotta have chemistry yeah. and
1: yeah. And then and then and then when you when you break up from your therapist, you just like you don't know if you want to see other therapists anymore. So you take some time I mean, off from being from being the therapist. therapist. You like, okay,
0: what's up what are the red flags? Like what am I what are the boundaries?
1: <laughs> you you compare that therapist to your old therapist, like, yo, you, you oh ain't nothing like God, my ex in that regard. You be like, wait a second, this is
0: not what my old therapist used to do. Why can't you make the Zoom work? <laughs> it's complicated. It's real. But it's, it's
1: complicated. Yes, so do it. So do it anyway.
0: And you can still love Jesus and get
1: a therapist. Oh, oh, talk about that. There, it's about damn time that you realize that there are multiple ways to help you through your depression. Yes. And you should utilize all of them. Don't, don't just utilize pills. Don't just utilize just church. Don't just utilize, um, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to the gym and work and work and work it out enough. No, you should do all of these things. Get some sleep, change your eating habits.
0: Maybe get a new vibrator.
1: Maybe get a new vibrator cuz you <laughs> cuz you might be having some you might be having some sexual frustration. <laughs> you should, you should do as many things as possible to help you because because there are there are a lot of things in your life that are depressing you. So there's a, there's a lot, you need a lot of solutions in order to alleviate that depression. Simple as that. Okay. So you can find Keena Reed. On Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 On Instagram. LinkedIn, (laughs)
0: Facebook. I rarely tweet. That's the place you probably will find me the least. I ain't fooling with that white man's internet.
1: I I will put Keena Reed's links (laughs) to all of her socials in the show notes as well. You can find her there. Um. As you can see, she's quite the personality. Regardless of us having this, this fantastic conversation, where we were basically very relaxed, but made some good points and talk about being black in the press, Kina always has extraordinary content, thought-provoking content. Um, so I I do do want to encourage you to to, to follow her. She's a great follow. Kina, it has been an absolute pleasure. It it is exactly what I needed.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.